Welcome to episode 388 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Canada. This is the only pinball podcast that uses solvent-based clear code. And we're going to talk again on this episode about the playfield issues. And this is a topic that we are going to dive deeper in and get some answers for you. Now, I want to first state that Jeff from This Week in Pinball has been doing his own investigative reporting, and we hope to see uh, what he finds on This Week in Pinball. He shot me and said, hey, Chris, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. And Jeff found what I found out, which is that getting answers on this topic is not very easy. There are not that many people in the world who are very familiar with pinball playfield coding. And, and the people who work for the companies that are doing it, right, the Mirkos of the world, I think you're never going to get a response from them. And I don't even think we're going to get many official responses from the pinball manufacturers. But here's what happened to me. After my last show, someone hit me up and said, hey, I want to talk off the record, not off the record, but off the show, and just tell you what is actually occurring with these play fields. And I think it'll give your listeners a better understanding of what to look for moving forward when they buy new in-box pinball machines. So I'm gonna talk about what I learned during that phone call. I also did a lot of research. Now, I'm not in this field. I am not an expert on this. So when I'm reading about water-based versus you know solvent-based and you know uh, volatile like chemicals and all these things, I, I have to like, educate myself on it but let's start with what someone who you know and trust let's start with what they said about this issue plaguing pinball machines and that's no other uh, than Christopher Hutchins at high-end pins now he chimed in on Pinside. I want to read what he said he said given the evidence and how it is plaguing more than one manufacturer I think this issue is without a doubt the new normal and it sucks if it is a cure issue things need to slow down if it is an adhesion issue it needs to be fixed immediately moving forward by adding some type of adhesion promoter to the ground floor of the play fields or finding a product that bites in better if it is a product line issue like the clear itself it needs to be swapped for a better product no matter what it is if you cannot even install stationary plastic posts on a playfield without damaging it, then it will likely not hold up well to the moving silver ball. I mean, my God, if that is not a red flag uh, with, with what we're seeing in these pinball games nowadays, I don't know what is. Here's what's crazy. If you look at what Chris is saying here, and, and, you know, whatever the issue is, these things need to be swapped out or changed immediately and they need to find the problem. Here's where I would get really nervous. They haven't found the problem. This problem occurred in Pirates of the Caribbean a year ago. It's now occurring in Willy Wonka's. It's now occurring in Jurassic Parks. We're getting more and more Jurassic Park people to show pictures of their games. So there is an issue here. And the real issue can be uncomfortable for workers or even flat-out hazardous to their health. Now, this is talking about solvent-based materials. 
Okay, it then says, environmental compliance is another common reason for choosing to use water-based coating. Many solvents evaporate into what are known as volatile organic compounds or VOCs, VOCs. National, state, and local governments often regulate VOCs by limiting how much businesses are allowed to emit in a given time span. The EPA sets national rules for VOCs, but some states have tightened restrictions even further, necessitating concentrated efforts to limit their emission. Okay, so I think this is what has happened to companies like Mirko and other playfield manufacturers who are in the business of making pinball playfields is they had to switch their process. And clearly, clearly, and I don't mean like that with a pun intended, clearly the new process is not working very well. And the new process is causing these playfields to be softer, to create more dimples, and now we're seeing the posts that are just sinking right into that clear. You know, remember when George Gomez came on the show and he said, you know, people just want more clear code and they want to see that shiny glass-like object uh, and that is going to create more dimples. But what George didn't say and what he didn't mention is that the move from solvent to water-based is going to cause more than just a glass-like finish. It's going to make the playfield softer. And we're seeing that right now with those posts just sink down into that clear coat like like it's water, like it's not even a hard material. And we saw people who bought replacement playfields of Pirates of the Caribbean. And even on the replacement playfields, people are saying, I can stick my, 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 my thumbnail like right into the clear and it's not hard at all. And this is really the new norm, it seems, with this new process. And, and I think it now is leading us all to get to one place in which we want to know what playfields are in our games before we buy them, right? We want to be able to ask the manufacturers, if I buy this game for $5,000 to $12,500, who made the playfield? Which company made it? Uh, it's almost at the point now where you want to know, well, who at the company made it? Like, what? who is making these things? Remember when we used to buy computers and it was Intel inside and, and we felt good about knowing who was who made the internal mechanisms of that computer? I think now a lot of people who are spending a lot of money on pinball machines, they want confirmation that their playfields are being made in a way that are not going to create this issue because clearly the issue has not been solved. You know, when you buy a pinball machine, you're not buying a game in which every single part is made by Jersey Jack or every single part is made uh, by, by Stern Pinball or Spooky. You know, and so they assemble parts that are coming to them both domestically and internationally and the quality of those parts it just takes one part to fail to spoil the, the whole ownership experience and i've seen this in other industries i mean don't get me wrong i've seen this in the auto industry in which you know maybe the transmission is being made by someone else and there's a transmission issue and and one faulty transmission will spoil the entire experience of owning that car and right now we're at that point in pinball that if these pinball playfields are being poorly manufactured, people don't want to buy them. They don't want to deal with the headaches that are being caused by these playfields. Okay, so what is causing it, really? What what is causing it? And it definitely is the switch from solvent-based to water-based uh, uh, processes. You know, and when I was talking to my guy last night, he was basically saying it like this. He's like, Chris, you have to understand. 
for many, many years, for like 20 years, you know, pinball machines were made with solvent-based inks and solvent-based clear coat. And some of them were like super, super strong. He's like, go back and look at the diamond coating that was on uh, T2, and I think it was Funhouse. Uh, he's like, go look at the diamond coating on that game. It is like rock hard. Nothing, nothing could like dimple it, chip it, or cause it to break. Uh, but that was all solvent-based clear coat. Uh, and nowadays, he's like, he was saying to me, he's like, Chris, if, if you're taking the old process of how you put artwork on the game, right? How you silkscreen the, the playfield wood, it, that, and, they're, and they're still doing that the same way, but now you're using a new wood or base clear coat to go over that. He said, what is happening now is those two agents are not binding together properly. That the clear coat, the wood or base, is not binding probably with the solvent-based uh, silkscreen inks that are going down on the playfield, and that is what we're seeing now. And when they don't bind properly, we're seeing what we're seeing. It starts to lift up. It starts to chip. It starts to like remove the artwork from the game. Uh, and so if, if that's happening, here's what's not going to happen. It's not going to get better with time. These games will not start to cure properly. And people have been speculating that. Like, well, if I just leave it long enough and let it cure. No, this is it. This is it. Once that thing is made, it's not going to get any better. It's not going to harden with time. You you basically have two agents that are not binding together properly. And that is causing an issue. He was also telling me how even just using solvent-based inks is much more difficult now with these regulations that a lot of times you're seeing products uh, that, you know, with solvent-based inks are now made primarily overseas because the regulations are looser in places like China and Korea. So you're, you, if you're making it in the States or you're making your playfields in other parts of Europe, uh, you might not be able to use that solvent-based process anymore because of all those, as we say, those harmful uh, emissions that are happening uh, when you do it. You know, another thing too is like for Chris Hutchins at High End Pins, his, his play fields are gorgeous. And you might be wondering, well, how, how are his so damn well? And it's not just that he takes his time. What he failed to mention, what Chris failed to mention is that he still uses in his home garage, he uses solvent-based clear coating. And it's very hazardous. It's the reason why the only thing he does when he does his restorations, he had to move it to his garage. Like he couldn't do it in his other locations because of all the harmful fumes he was putting out into the air. And that is why he brought that operation into his own home which is also extremely dangerous, uh, but because he's only doing a low volume, I mean, maybe he's willing to take that risk of doing that, uh, but that's where we are in pinball today. We have water-based clear coating. We have probably the uh, you know old, old methods of silk screening these play fields, and the adhesion is not happening, and you have to look no further than these current games to see the results of that, and no one is hitting pause you know, you, you kind of want to feel like someone should just, you know, slam a big red button on the assembly line over at these playfield manufacturers, hit pause and figure out what they need to do. But clearly they need to do something. And and I don't know if we're going to get people who work internally over at those manufacturers to talk to us. I really do feel somewhat bad for these pinball companies because as we know, 
the the play field itself is the foundation of the entire game. It's what everything is screwed into. It's what owners work really hard to maintain. You know, it's why we wax our games. It's why we have like Mylar. It's why we, it's why Cliffy's in business. Like if you think about it, there are so many products that revolve around maintaining your playfield, and it's because you want your game to last a very long time. And I've said this before, and I've said this on other episodes of Canada's Pinball Podcast. I still think that putting a steel ball bouncing around a piece of wood with a clear coat over it is not the best way to create a product that you want to maintain you know its quality over time it's 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 those two things are opposing forces and i know i know what you're saying like chris like older games didn't have issues Yes, but that older process may never happen again. So it then begs the question, if this is the new norm with how good they can make a, a, a playfield quality, do we start to switch to artwork print it on the other side of, of plastic and that sits over the wood, right? And that is we might see that from Deep Root, but why it might be time to start to explore that in pinball. I think another pinball company did it. I think Team Pinball is the mafia. They printed it out like that as well. But clearly, uh, this is an issue that is not going to go away. And I, I don't want to be, I wouldn't, if I were you, I wouldn't want to be the guinea pig in which these companies are trying to figure it out while at the same time they are still mailing to you products that they know are are prone to be defective they must know this by now they're they're and they are still making the decision to screw these games together with play fields that are you know uh, displaying super super soft clear coat it's it, did that stop them from putting it in a box do you think when Jersey Jack is going down the line or Stern and they're going down and they're doing their inspections and they see that puddling around a post and the game has been fully assembled and it's ready to go in a box, do you think they're going to yank it off the line and redo it? I, I don't think they're going to. They're going to send it to you. You're going to open up your expensive game. Your playfield is going to chip. Your artwork is going to lift. It is going to happen. It is just a matter of time. And it's frustrating. And I know a lot of you are frustrated. But ultimately, you have the power. We all have the power to say we're not going to buy until this problem is solved. And we want clear communication and we want to be shown what you did to solve the problem i think we deserve this there, there, there is there is too much at stake here there's too much money exchanging hands between consumers and companies for them to remain silent on this issue they want this issue to be buried probably on pin side or they're probably just really frustrated and don't know exactly what to do right i mean i want to know where these play fields come from when stern increased their factory i know this for a fact they were planning to make their play fields in-house they had a whole section of the new factory dedicated to that did they turn that on they've never let us know that and here's what i think is happening this is just my guess i think stern sources their play fields i think they make some of them internally i think they probably also source them externally 
which is why I think when it comes to Stern and their high volume, like if Stern makes 10,000 you know, games a year, there's no way all of their playfields are coming from one vendor or just from themselves. And that is why some are experiencing the issue and others are not. You will see some Jurassic Parks with the puddling right out of box and some won't have it. But I think Jersey Jack fully sources his playfields primarily from Mirko, and and that is why we are seeing it across Jersey Jack's portfolio much more prevalent than Stern. So that is where we're at. You know, it the process has changed. The game has changed for the worse. You are not going to get that kind of hard, clear pinball machine play field you want. And so I think all of us need to sort of hit pause Demand more communication from these companies. I wouldn't, I, I mean, I'm talking to people on Facebook right now. I'm like, I wouldn't buy a game right now. I wouldn't buy a game right now until you know, you know, until you can open it up. See, here's the thing. You can't even open it up and visually inspect it because as we've seen with Willy Wonka's, people's games open up looking okay. Then a week or two later, that post is just sinking into that soft clear coat. And then that person is going to have issues. And so I, I think we need to have a little bit of a, of a universal call to action here, almost like a, a class action revolt against, against this new uh, process. And I don't look, there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way to figure this out. And I just don't think they figured it out. And I think they're allowing all the customers to be the guinea pigs while they attempt to figure it out. And I'm just saying it's not good enough. Would you put would you put a car in the hands of consumers if it had a default that you know could like create a, a, a huge issue for the car that could maybe even, and, and there's no safety issues involved here. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, there, there isn't a real safety issue here if your playfield chips. It's just more, it's just annoying. It's, it's, it's just a, a frustrating, frustrating thing for us to experience. And, and that is where we're at, we're at, right? And when we're doing rapid fire podcasts here, I'm trying to get some more people on. But look, you know, I mean, Harry Houdini, I'd love to have you on. But look, I, I mean, I know what Harry's going through and many of you are going through it. I want, I don't, you know, who, you know, when people say like interview people, they're your, they're your best shows, Canada, when you talk to people, I, I, I would love to interview uh, some of these pinball uh, playfield manufacturers. I will reach out to all of them and see what happens. But I, I, I almost feel like, Knowing the way companies work, I doubt we are going to hear from them directly. There must be phone calls going from Stern to their vendors being like, we need to fix this. Like all of a sudden, this ain't going away. Like I'm not going to start doing podcasts about Haggis Pinball right now. I keep dogging on Haggis. Maybe they're going to come out with something amazing. Anyway, everyone, I just want to give you like this update. Things are not good. Things are not good. You should hit pause. I would just hit pause and wait to see what the deal is. I, I think with Stern Games, I think it's a little bit like the odds are better in your favor. I think with Jersey Jack, it's just you're just rolling the dice. I mean, you have no one to blame but yourself. If you go in on these games right now and you see this issue, it's been well, well documented. Um, we've documented it on this show. And it really sucks because I love Jersey Jack Pinball. I love Stern Pinball. I love, I want us to talk about pinball, not the clear coat of pinball, right? This is like the worst 
thing to focus on because it's it, this is not fun. This these are toys meant to be enjoyed. We we should not uh, be so focused on something like like a manufacturing defect and 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 that's where we're at. But I, but but again, I'm not gonna avoid it because it's it's something that is important and we need to discuss. You know, I was joking with Brenda. And I'm looking at all these, you know, every all these pinball th- threads in which all we're doing is focusing on like the little defect in a game, and we're not focusing on the majority of the game, which is working well and giving people enjoyment. You know, it and 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 people are like, "Well, I pay too much money to have this little defect," and I'm like, "I mean, man, it'd be like harping on your wife and, and just constantly pointing out one of your one of your wife's flaws every single day." And we pay a lot more for our wives than we do for pitball, but shit, I'm joking there, okay? Don't come after me. Don't come after me. I'm, it is a joke. But you know what I'm saying is like when you spend all day long focusing on a few of the flaws in your pinball machine, you'll never be happy. And the same is true with everything in life. You know, if you buy a car and there's one little thing off and all you do is stare at that tiny little line on the car, you'll, you'll go crazy, you know, I know guys who buy cars and there's a little bit of a gap in the in the fender between the body that's like a, like a like a tiny 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 little gap and they just they can't stop looking at it and they go nuts and they don't even enjoy the car um, but you know that's where we're at I think we are at a stage now where all of us should start to demand to know who's making these play fields before you buy your games I don't know how successful we will be in finding out that information but I think it's important to ask, okay? Is there any other news I want to discuss? Nope, this is just sort of like a follow-up to the previous show. I've given you so many shows in a row. Uh, I will give you time now to catch up. I probably won't do another show this weekend, but don't blame me for not giving you tons, tons of pinball content to dis- to think about and to discuss and to listen to. We're here for you guys on a weekly basis, multiple times a week, giving you a, a, you know our point of view on pinball and what's happening in the pinball world and tackling topics uh, that I think are important. And other pinball podcasts are talking about this. You know, Ken hit me up at Special One Lit. He's like, Chris, we've discussed it. Yes, but I think there needs to be a little bit more focus on this. We need to all sort of get together and 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 and, and maybe that's just the point of this show is like to be on the side of consumers. Okay, all right. Everyone, have a great day. Take a look at your play fields. Let's start a little bit of a revolution and get all of these companies to tell us what they're going to do to fix this problem. It's not too much to ask for all the money you're spending. Have a great day. Yeah.